There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. I'm gay. No. The Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPN-TFM. HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Florida hit the ball. Dink Inter blew the call. The Royals won the game. We knew who to blame. Our dreams flew out the door. Casey went underscore. Who was that Royals fan posing as the umpire man? We were going to be world champs. We beat L.A. for sure. We beat them every game thanks to Tom Need and Fjord. Highway 70 led to our enemy. The first base umpire led to our funeral pyre. Okay, since Pujols and Vina, way before Molina, there was Jack Clark and Willie and backflips from our man Ozzy. Now you give the finger to pictures of Don Dinkinger, because Cards fans, they still feel fried from 19, 19, 1985. What do you think about that, Don? I didn't care for it. You can only hear about a verse of that before it just becomes unbelievably yeah, yeah. bad. Need stop. Uh, welcome back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After, broadcasting live from the Michelob Ultra Studios. We are in the 9 o'clock hour here. We'll have the design there. Heating and cooling email today coming up. Of course, two, two, Utah, give me two, reserve VIP seats to see the movie air. Advanced screening on Tuesday, April 4th, 7 p.m. at AMC Esquire Seven. Uh, the standings are as follows. Ghost Rider of the Stars has five wins. Buck Swope has four wins. Hey, Barry with three. The JV golf coach and Kevin Miller have two wins apiece. And pronouns are he, him, and whole. Just mm. the guy in a trench coat with a pocket full of batteries. Brian Henshin and Shop Stewart for Iggy's repeated storytelling all have one win, respectively. Uh, I'm laughing my ass off. This is probably the worst one I've heard yet. It's from Suckboy Tony of Sular. Oh, that's a bad one. Uh, talking about that uh, song. You have all been absolutely delightful today. Keep up the good work. That's from former fan page moderator Neil Allen Craig Paquette. That's so nice. Really is a nice little sentiment. Yeah, we like we like niceties. We want people. This is a positivity mm-hmm. day. It's a positive show. The weather is great. Cardinals opening day. Packy Naughton in the bullpen. Oh. It's time to get fired up. I think Naughton's the guy that they're going to use when they're up six or down six. I don't think that he's going to get crunch time. Lefty. I was surprised when they called that press conference. I wasn't expecting Miles Michaelis to get that extension. Packy Naughton deserves it. 
I don't. I was really surprised that that two-year twenty didn't go that way. Zach Thompson, the other lefty, has been lights out. Yeah, he's been great. I mean, he's he's probably the number is he the first-round pick from Kentucky like several years ago? I think that's. I remember that pick being really good. Yeah, he went to Kentucky and. he did. He's uh, just one. He's like six months older than I am. See, the bullpen is. Ki- I like how they constructed the bullpen. Kind of young. I, look, I'm not a big fan of Palante and Nottingham, but well, they, they do have some. They have some players in that bullpen. I just think it's the rotation that's a real question mark. But maybe they're. They, Elsley is elite. One of the best in the league. Elite, absolutely. Jordan Hicks. You, you keep healthy. thinking he's going to get yeah. it together if he's, and be if, better. If that's your eight nine guy and you got yeah. those middle relievers there, I. Gallegos has been good in the past. Now there's a pitching clock. I can kind of get yeah. more excited about his appearance mm-hmm. in than Not I would in years when he past. Comes in, Why know? do you hate Chris Stratton? Who's that? Chris Stratton is another righty. Why guy. do you hate Drew Verhagen? Okay, Chris Stratton, I honestly, and I've heard of Verhagen. I've never heard of this guy before. He pitched a little last year. He did. Mazalock Ver- speaks very highly of Drew Verhagen. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had uh, Derek Gould on Bloom Party yesterday. He was saying Verhagen's curveball is just nasty, and he's he thinks that people will be really surprised on some of the work he's done, the movement on his curveball yeah. in the offseason. So, Can you guys a, throw a curveball? Absolutely not. You can't throw a curveball at all? It's like you take it and you flip your wrist, right, to get the ball to right, spin. Get, put your finger on the seams just the right way. Yeah, but you have to flip your wrist kind of, right? A little bit, yeah. I, I, I was it, never picked. Never I stopped playing curveball? baseball in the sixth grade. Yeah, I'm oh. terrible at baseball. God, I was so terrified of playing baseball. I was a bad baseball player. Uh, just so bad. Well, why so bad? Terrified of the ball. Lock up a little bit. You're trusting eight or nine year old to get it across the plate without hitting you. Like, uh, well, how much does it hurt when they're eight or nine years old? Well, when you're also me. eight or nine, yeah. and it's scary. Thank you. Right now, I wouldn't be as scared going up against an eight or nine year old. But when I was that age, I was terrified. For heaven's sake. My brother was like that. My brother was in CYC, the same league we were, just on a different team. And I played third base, and he was so afraid. That he was on second base one time and he's steal, trying to steal third. And the catcher throws it to me. And as soon as I got the ball, I go, nah! He goes, nah! <laughs> and he stopped in the base pass and I tagged him out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it was so funny. You and your brother played on different teams? Yeah. What are the Strode men made of, anyway? I just yelled, hey! Nah! And he kind of cowered and I just tagged him out. Do a little jersey swap after the game. You know, respect thing. Was no. he your younger brother? <laughs> one year younger. There was a guy... Uh, on my brother's team, John Ellis, who was our one of our best friends growing up, he lived right down the street. And this dude, when he's like 11 years old, he's throwing it like 80 miles an hour, but he didn't know where it was going. And when we had to face him, I'd say I'd actually beg out of the lineup. I said, "No, brother." I said, "I, I don't want to face you. You've seen him pitch. It could go, it could go at your head. It could go in the parking lot." And he would, he just rail, rail back and throw it as hard as he can. <laughs> Never knew where it was going. Take the walk. No, well, you did walk, but then I would just I would just run out of the batter's box, and we wind up. I'd be like this. Yeah. Oh, for heaven's sakes! And can we used to have it before like men's league? It, men's league is super popular now. Everybody has men's league. It, it, it was church league. Now they're church league softball. Mm-hmm. And there's this one team. It was a Baptist church or a Methodist church. I forgot which one it was. They'd win every year, just dominate. They actually got sanctioned. I'm I'm not kidding. This is church league because you had to be like members of the congregation. You mm-hmm. know, it, they didn't check and see how many times you went to church, but you do have to be a member. And they just had a bunch of former college baseball player ringers that just lived locally around the area. That didn't go to the church that at all. That didn't go to the church, yeah. 
Imagine that being a big controversy. Imagine caring enough Doug, to they put check sanctions. your CYC card, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah, they do if you're third grader. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where were you born? How old are you? It's like getting into a bar no. in college. You can't play in this third grade game. We had a guy on our team, uh, Tom Rogers, who was the nephew of Harry Rogers. Remember Great Harry Rogers? Player, yeah. yeah. This guy was an athlete. I mean, every, we played at this park. I don't think it's still there. But when you go down 40, uh, right before Big Bend, there was like there used to be like that school there on the right. You're talking eastbound mm-hmm. or westbound? Uh, if you're going eastbound, and right before you get, I think it's that's between. Where, that's where the like the Richmond Heights yeah, rec center. It's is. between like yeah. McCausland and yeah. There are Big walkways Bend. now. But there? there used to be like a school there, and we okay. played in that field, and then it's like uh, Maplewood. Yeah, and, and every time Rogers came, I think he hit like a home run every time he come to bat. Now you just bass it over the the outfielder's head and it would go into the school of school parking lot. Yeah. And the guy was just the best baseball player I've ever seen. Well, whatever happened to him? I don't know. I think he went to SLU, and I don't know what happened after that. You high? Oh, I just saw, I just saw him at our um, at our high school reunion, or in our grade school reunion. We actually had a St. Mary Magdalene grade school reunion. Oh, <laughs> what was that? Really? Uh, <laughs> That's rough. Well, we graduated in 71, so it would have been two years ago. It would have been our 50-year anniversary. Was that at the train wreck? Uh, no, we actually met at Brentwood Park. That's where I got a picture of me and Joan Wandersey, my first girlfriend. Joan Wandersee. Yeah. How's she look these even... days? How's Tom, she doing? I'll show you a picture. Um, oh, wow. But Tommy Rogers was there, and it was funny because it was, I think it was me, Cornfeld, Dan Stovering, Mark Kurtz. We're all standing out of the pavilion talking. And here comes... Uh, Wandersee. No. Rogers. 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 And he goes, who are all these old people? He looked at Rogers. He looked like he was like 30. I said, God, don't you age? Usually athletes Rogers. This Rogers. Well, white people tend to age worse than black people because of the skin. Yeah, but he looked like 30. I mean, he was, he looked half his age. Yeah, they got better skin for I, I look like I'm 100, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find you a picture of Joan Wanderson. <laughs> In the meantime, while Iggy's looking for a picture of Joan Wanderson, I'm going to tell you about this pant I'm wearing. And that pant no. is Muggsy. These, okay. are, these are opening day pants. They really are. They're the type of pants when you want to be both comfortable and stylish. And that's what Muggsy is. I'm that's what you'd right want now. at opening day. Yeah, I'm wearing them right now here. I'll, I'll do a little spin around here for you, Doug. Just kind of yeah. take a look at what I'm rocking here. Okay. You know, Are those chinos? With- uh, these are joggers. Joggers. Super, super comfortable. Okay. And, of course, they look outstanding. When you got an ass like mine, you want to show oh. them off. And that's, that's not what, in the copy. That's what Muggsies are all about, baby. They get, you know, it's world famous jeans that they give you airflow down below, Doug. They make sure your balls are nice and comfortable. Let's just cut to the chase. When you want a pair of pants, you don't want them riding up your sack or, <laughs> or you know, the kind of grundle area. That's not what you ah. want. You want something that's going to let it be free and easy while also looking great. And that's exactly what Muggsy gets you. Yeah. It's exactly what you want. I would think so. And with the, with the season turning, you think, well, maybe I don't want some pants. I want some shorts. Good news. They Muggsy's don't have shorts. No, they do, Muggsy, have. They do okay. have shorts. Right. And they're incredible. I have a pair. Of, I know we all have a pair. Of I got a muggsy. salmon pair. Yeah, I got a, a khaki pair. Have shorter you? inseam. Sh- like, a, uh, like I said, showing off that ass. Shorts are a little shorter these days than they used to be. Yeah, sure are. So are pants even. And Muggsy knows about that. They know the style. They give you an option, Doug. Yeah. You can have a choice. Your inseam of choice. They also have swimwear, t-shirts, jackets, flannels. Clam diggers. Flan- whatever you need. <laughs> Staples that every guy yeah. needs in their closet right now at Muggsy.com. When you go there, you peruse the website, throw a couple things in your cart because you're going to like a lot of the stuff you see on their website. Use the promo code TMA. That gets you 10% off your entire order with free shipping and free returns. Again, 
promo code TMA at Muggsy.com, and you get 10% off your entire order. Free your balls once and for all and experience life-changing comfort with Muggsy. You know who's, uh, you know who's part of Muggsy now? Whomst? Uh, St. Louis's own Pete Weber. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's doing spots for a Muggsy. They'd be who good you, bowling pants, Who they? do you think you are? I am. Yeah, it really made no sense, but it was the funniest thing the ever greatest, said on Might TV. be the greatest one-liner in sports history. He was talking to somebody that kept, he thought it was badgering him during his, a couple of times during his approach. He just stopped and he goes, you're doing it again. I see you over there. Yeah, you. I see you over there. He just started yelling at the fan. And when he won, as he threw his glass off, who do you think you are? I am. Yeah. <laughs> The greatest. I think it might be the most famous moment in bowling history. Probably. I'm not sure I've ever seen that. Everybody, everyone in my age group, I know, knows exactly. If you say, "Who do you think you are?" I am. Can you bring that up? Exactly. Know exactly who you're talking. I can. Yeah, I think everybody. DJ Plows. Doug said he's never heard it before. It's kind of funny. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's the greatest moment, and maybe in sports, he just throws his sunglasses down and starts screaming. I do remember the moment. It makes no sense. Remember the moment where he won a tournament and he raised a big trophy up and dropped it and it shattered a million pieces on TV. To claim it, a strike to claim it, and he got it! <laughs> it really made no sense whatsoever. But I did it. I did it. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. But yeah, he's uh, promoting Muggsy now. Good for him. Ugh. Glad to have him on board at uh, Muggsy. He knows. Who do you think you are, Muggsy? Muggsy. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, they'll tie that in there somehow. And also, if you're going downtown for the game today, maybe you go check out Where do you Maggie go? O'Brien's. Oh. If you're looking for a place to go before a Cardinal game, or if you are looking for a place to go before a Battlehawks game, or if you're looking for a place to go before a Blues game, or if you're looking for a place to go right across the street from a Dogs game, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to make sure I remind you of the landmark on Market Street that is Maggie O'Brien's. Been in business for four decades. That's Eddie McVeigh and Maggie O'Brien's, and they just completed a renovation, and the place is brand new on the inside and a perfect place to go before or after a game. Plus, you can take the shuttle to a game. It couldn't be any more convenient. And you're supporting a local business that has been doing business in St. Louis for decades. You know what you're going to get when you go to Maggie O'Brien's. Great food, great drinks, great service. It's Maggie O'Brien's on Market Street. Or as Eddie always says, Union Station is next to them. It's Maggie O'Brien's. That's Maggie O'Brien's. A great place to go before Cardinal games, before Dogs games, before Blues games. That's where you want to be. That's where the action is, man. And that new that mm. downtown location with the renovations looks gorgeous. Uh, love yeah. Gary Thorne on the call of that Pete Weber uh, strike there. It's from Randy yeah. Character. He's I always thought he was a great uh, announcer. Yeah, Gary Thorne. Because calling bowling, I can't imagine, is a is an easy task. No, probably For not the one, one you, moment of that. You probably know. not the one you want. No, there was a time when bowling was a Big TV sport. Chris Schenkel would do it every Saturday. It was like Saturday mornings, right? Saturday afternoon. Saturday, Saturday afternoon, right before and it, sports. And then after a guy bowled, you'd see the guy keeping score by hand. He'd write the <laughs> scoreboard by his hand. Market eight, dude. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the field is still there, Iggy, but that school is gone. It's from Jonathan Titsworth. Oh, is the field still there? I was going to say, I pass by it every day. Yeah, I just never noticed Bellevue? Field, but... Would that be on, off Bellevue? Yep. Yeah, yeah I but I think it's two. I got my sneakers. Two or one exit, two exits from King's Highway, I think it is. Um, right there, it's fenced in. You see people yeah. riding bikes. I think they have a used bike used to be a big outdoor basketball hangout. Yeah. Right? Where they've some of the top to players in the area would go there and play outdoors. They've done a lot to that area in terms of, we, me and Madison rode bikes there last year. It's pretty big. You can actually kind of yeah. really go out there. Those are about the only two places we played. We played that field or we played Brentwood Park, depending on which one was open. It was always Kirkwood for me. Remember one right by Family Golf out there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Marshall Field. Yeah, right. There's always Ingersoll for and me. And that's shut down, you know. Really? Closed completely. Are they? Or was that the one that they couldn't get? They had one year where COVID knocked out the season, and right. then they had the next year. I think the flood knocked out the season. They went two years without having any money coming in. Right. And this last year, they uh, tried to get donations to keep it open and, right. and didn't get it, that. and they just shut it down. It's the saddest thing in the world. I've spent so many so many days there when yeah. I played. My kids played there. Yeah, that's sad. Nice. You know what's wild? Sorry, it's just a quick story. My hometown... Can't it's like basically held together by one family that lived there like in the late 1800s, the Ingersolls. And I'm telling you, everything is named after that. You got Alice Ingersoll Library, you got our Parlin Ingersoll Library, Alice Ingersoll Gymnasium, Ingersoll Middle School. Who were these? Ingersoll? And they I don't know what they did, but they set up this trust for the town. You know, for school, mm. it was all for you know pu the public in terms of you know schools, library, children. And, yeah, and that that's what the only re thing that the money is used for. So like Canton. It's kind of flush a little bit because they don't have to use any, you know, money that they yeah. earn in their government to pay for any of these. Oh, that's good. Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. Shout that's a nice camp. legacy to have. Yeah, that town would be an absolute asshole without that trust. So, yeah. Do they, do they have a piece of the Kmart that you would go to after poker nights? That Kmart does not exist anymore. No. And it, it was next to a High League Meyer furniture store. Which also does not exist uh, anymore. Kmart shut down all over the country, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think it even exists anymore. Really. Is High League Meyer nationwide? Have you heard of? I've not heard of it. No. Okay. Jewel Osco, I know, is the big grocery store up there in like the Chicago area. Kroger is he Piggly Wiggly. I used to I used to have a Piggly Wiggly T-shirt, Doug, and I would wear it three times a week. Really? When I was in like fifth grade. It was my favorite T-shirt. Mm. See, I love Kroger. Kroger was very underrated. We did a lot of Kroger shopping, and I don't know. There are many of those left. They're still, oh, I think, huge. south. I is think. it huge? It yeah. used to be here, but they pulled out here. Kroger's, Kroger's huge nationally. one of the biggest grocery store chains in the world. I mean, it, it, I love how they set up the stores. Love Kroger. Still have one kicking in Canton, too. Well, yeah, Schnucks and Dearborn. That trust coming through again. Yeah, they, they kicked those out, yeah, for sure. And now Walmart and Target are trying to kick the other grocery stores out. Have you seen those little pocket Walmarts? Anybody know what I'm talking about? They're like Walmart. We, we saw them a lot in Arkansas and on our way to Arkansas, like passing Springfield. Obviously, you're used to, like, when you see a Walmart, it's a gigantic parking super lot, center. super center. I mean, it mm -hmm. takes up, you know, a whole exit of just it's just a Walmart. We we passed a bunch that almost kind of look like an Aldi, to where it's definitely not a super Walmart. They close at, like, 9, and it's strictly grocery shopping. Kind of. It's more or, or less just food options in there, not toys, bikes, and all that, and it's super cool, and it kind of makes a lot more sense than having one giant super center yeah. in a small-ish community or town. They a, were a so big Walmart small. goes into a small town; they just wipe out done, all the other businesses. Now, I'm not saying this one didn't, but you know, you still need a bike shop. You know, you still need all these local places that yeah. that Walmart doesn't provide. It's not that super center. I thought that was a really cool idea. I hate Walmart. I hate what they stand for, and obviously, yeah. Stan Kroenke. Mm -hmm. 
But that is a good concept, a good idea. Is it a spinoff of Pocket Tube? It's from the Birthday Hawk. <laughs> Could be. Maybe a uh, Pocket Parks kind of spinoff on that. The fact that Iggy remembers his second grade teammate's name but has the vocabulary of a second grader is astounding. That's from Bobby Tejas. <laughs> yeah, you can remember a lot of things as a kid and... I don't remember what I had for dinner last night. Yeah. No, I had swordfish. I'm that way, too. I will so remember, remember the guy in Sound Story from World War Two or World War One. I, I think it was, right? World War Two or One. Two. There's no two. World okay. War One veteran still kicking around. No, Sorry there's very that. few World War II veterans still kicking around. But he, you know, his memory was spotty as well, but he remembered his wet nurse who delivered him 98 yeah. years prior to that. That's crazy. Full name. Mm-hmm. Doug, did you ever see the like, World, War, World War One like documentary where it was in color? And they sped up the, or they slowed down. The, yes, the, when we were young. I yeah, think right, right. Yes, Peter Jackson that. did it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I thought that was outstanding. Oh yeah, fascinating. I, they, have, yeah. they have a similar one on Netflix, World War II and Living Color. Right, not, right. I don't know if it's a it's an exact <clears throat> spin off, but we watch that. It's tremendous. Well, I just find it so fun. interesting because, like, back in World War One or back in those times when they had the video cameras, it was all a hand crank. And mm-hmm. when you were doing it, you were really rifling that thing. So that's why all those old videos look so sped up. Right. And so you slow it down, and now it looks normal again. Mm-hmm. But then they had to paint every single frame. Yeah. And when you put it in color, suddenly they look like real humans instead right. of exactly. just a, an old photograph. That right. D-Day footage, the little bit that they have of, you know, in the boats, and I think they have those, like, yeah. that's crazy, crazy. I watch all those when they're on. Me I mean, too. I'm fascinated. I go through Netflix, I haven't seen something in a while. And just like I saw, you know, Hunt for Hitler. Um, but if I see any World War Two or... I always watch them. Have you seen Band of Brothers? Yeah. Oh, I mean, so I, I watch that every year. One of the greatest TV shows ever made. Yeah, one it's of the best the greatest. shows ever made. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I cannot get over. Every character is so fun and so good. It's such a good show. How would you like to be sent into battle like that and be told you're the one with the camera? <laughs> <laughs> Or they, we want you to get some good shot. Where's my gun? Just get some good shot. <laughs> yeah, trust us, you'll be fine. The medics that you have to trust that, you know. Well, they at least it, had guns, didn't they? But, yeah, but it's supposed to be friendly fire for medics. Am I correct on that? How kind yeah, of war? Yeah, Imagine yeah. just having Germany exactly going, screw like that. that. Like, yeah. you have to trust sure other countries. Sure yeah, oh, America did it in the Revolutionary War. You weren't supposed to shoot officers, and they, yeah. <laughs> they, that's the first people they would shoot. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. that's one of the, one of the, a lot of different reasons how they think Hitler got away. But one of them was they said there was a huge mansion, but they put uh, H on top of the roof, which means hospital. So you can't bomb a hospital. So they thought he, he hid in there for as long as he needed to until the war was over when they stopped doing it. And they put an H on top of this building so they couldn't bomb it. We, uh, and this place had tunnels like leading everywhere out of there. We just, and on that note, we watched the movie. It was in... Like it, it, it was. You needed subtitle because they dug all quiet on the Western Front. With with that, where they accidentally bombed a, a hospital. With that, it came out this year. It was about World War One. I. I saw. It. I watched it the other day, and I wasn't terribly impressed with it. I was disappointed. No, it's this beautiful. one beautiful. It's like really well done, but it's all in yeah. German, so it's kind of tough. It wasn't in German. It was in English. No, well, this, they dubbed it. It's a German film. Yeah, this yeah. one that was dubbed was a true story about um, American bombers were looking to bomb. Um, where they were hiding, you know, nukes or weapons, but they accidentally hit a a Catholic chi- children's school. Mm. And it's a true story. I think 50, 80 kids died with teachers, and it was absolutely just fascinating. And I do not like movies that are dubbed over. I just think it no, looks weird. It's terrible. It was one of the best emotional movies. Man, we had to pause it a couple times. It was super good, especially knowing it was a true story, too, and they did, after the movie, kind of a tribute to... Kind of showed the pictures of the school. Mm-hmm. I wish you were Jack. I know you don't watch a lot of documentaries on Hitler, 
Um, but Doug or Plowsy, I wish you guys would watch this. It's, I, I'm down. It's on Hulu. I have Hulu. Hunting, hunting Hitler. It's three seasons. Um, and let me know what you think. I'm down. I have Hulu. Haven't opened Hulu in a long time, I feel like. The bad thing is there's commercials on there. I hate it. Brutal. Uh, they Shall Not Grow Old is the World War One documentary yeah. thing. That's what yeah. it was called. Gotcha. Uh, I was just about to text in about Band of Brothers, Good or Bad, because it's fantastic. I'm watching it right now. Yeah, it's unreal. really good. It's mm-hmm. unreal. It, and it's all, like, I can rewatch it anytime and just enjoy it, like, the, the first time. The best is when they do the interviews with the guys who were actually there. Right. Now, old men, when this was done, like, 2000 or so. Yeah, it was, like, early 2000s. Or, yeah. But I also had a, the reason I watch it every year. Our listener actually brought it up a few years ago that he p- turns it on all day during I think Thanksgiving, or w- whenever it was. And I think that's really cool to keep it on all day during like a you know a, a holiday event because it is. I like doing that with The Godfather. Oh, The Godfather yeah. was on AMC when I was at the gym the other day, and I was just watching it with no sound or anything on the stationary bike. <laughs> I was on there for like half an hour because it was. Uh, the abortion scene came on. That oh, scene is so that brutal. Is brutal. And you don't even have to hear it. You just look at Al Pacino's face, and it's brutal. Yeah. It was a boy, Michael. A oh boy. Oh, my gosh. That, oh my that scene was tough. Godf- it was Godfather 2. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. Uh, Hunting Hitler is more fiction than Toy Story. Bad. That's from Dave with Cauliflower. I'm down to watch it. I don't. I don't I, but the, the, the things they came up with are truthful. I mean, they're right there. I mean, I'm sure they embellish some stuff, but, you, you know, the things they're finding were right there. The three houses built out in the middle of the jungle, um, things like that. I mean, they're finding these things, but... Hunting Hitler is, is bad pseudo-history. It's like finding Bigfoot. It's from a new poll eligible. No, it wasn't trying to find something. You know Hitler existed. They're just trying to decide, did he die in the bunker or did he actually escape? I like that. I like conspiracy theories and secondary opinions. I'm, I'm all for that. As long as it's not out of the whack, like a Bigfoot thing. I yeah, I mean, I, it could be a lot of stuff made up. That. I think it's well done, though, but it's just me. I mean, you got so many, two, it's Tupac alive, like all these things are out there. It's interesting to at least watch. Some people like some things, Doug. Some people don't like other things. But these things, these are things that were released, I think, under the Obama administration. Uh, like 70,000 documents released on... Uh, Hitler's death and the end of the end of the war. They've never been released, and they just released, I think, in 2012, 13, something like that. Um, and they're all available, and nobody ever went through all these things. They took all these documents and started digging and going to all these different places. So it's fascinating to watch. It may not be true, but it's as, as possibly the worst human being that's ever set foot on the planet. It true. wouldn't surprise you if he did anything. To, to get out of it right. and to escape. Yep. Yeah, leave I mean, it behind. The one for, thing I think of is that all of his other people got out. <clears throat> Goering and all these other Nazi war criminals. Yeah, some but some of, them, getting, some of them left. Some of them were, were not found for like 50 years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some they all got out. out. Why would he? All these escape plans for these guys. I'm just going to sit in the bunker and kill myself. Why wouldn't he want to get out? Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Hunting Hitler is as real as the Titanic movie. It's from Dave and Merlin. Well, the Titanic movie was real, except for Jack not getting any space on that wood. There was plenty of room on that raft. I know. Just come on, honey. Well, move over. Weren't the, also the, the captain of the ship was distracted by the two making out, and that was the reason for the iceberg crash? <laughs> oh, look at that. I think look that at was that. a tad of embellishment. Apparently what was true is the, the orchestra continued to play as they went down. I can't. That's that the one true. thing that I was like, okay— Finally, I find something that obviously cannot be accurate. But that was the and thing it's like that was the accurate. one thing that yeah. was like extremely yeah. accurate. Do you imagine? Keep playing that violin while the water reaches your navel. <laughs> it's freezing think... water, and you're about to drown. But really, hit the notes. <laughs> and I don't. Do I don't think Rose. 
I don't think the old lady went back on the ship and threw the oh that was totally manufactured necklace worth ninety million dollars. No, totally and manufactured. We we <laughs> you could have given it to your granddaughter. Yeah, that was totally well, manufactured. But yeah. I think the Hitler thing is more real than that. You know what is real? Yep. The service you get, design air, heating, and cooling. I oh, mean, it's going to get hot here soon. The weather is up and down right now, That's but you know perfect. it's going to get hot here soon. Take care of that AC now. Plus, you can hear a little bit about design air, heating, and cooling. Email into the program for the design air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Design air online at designairservice.com. We have reached the point of the year where it is important to get your air conditioning checked because the weather is warming up and soon enough it is going to be hot and you're going to be using your air conditioning. You want to make sure it is working. Use it and get it taken care of in advance with Design Air Heating and Cooling. Go to designairservice.com, get your air conditioning checked in advance of the super hot weather and work with the official HVAC provider of the Ryan Kelly Morning After and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. That's Seth Goldcamp and his incredible staff at Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Design Air Heating and Cooling, sponsor of our email of the day. And I am a very happy client along with Doug Vaughn, very happy clients of Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. And now it's time for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. We got one more left after today, don't we? Yeah, and we got uh, two reserved VIP tickets to see the film air. Advanced screening on Tuesday, April 4th, 7 p.m. at AMC Esquire 7. All right, let's get underway here as I make my way to the filter file. Not to be confused with Up in the Air. Right, another film I love. Is Clooney? Oh yeah, Clooney. That was in St. Louis, actually. Vera Farmiga, yeah, most of it was. Yeah, from. that's where I hung out with them at uh, Cafe Napoli. You hung out with George Clooney? Yeah, I was in the same place. That's not hanging out with him. Said hi to him that I was. In the same area. And I couldn't get any work near the bar anymore. That's not hanging out with him. No, I, I met him in Cafe Napoli. How about that? I don't know. Close enough, though. Happy opening day, loves. Boy, I can smell the wieners steaming and all ready to slide into them buns. <laughs> The beer is ready to pour. The crack of the bat ready to sound off. Best time of the year. Funny. Jordan Walker promoted to the bigs, and this show demoted to a minor league-style broadcast. Iggy name-dropping and fib-filled stories using unedited commercial ads from Tim and Doug living in the good old days. What a show. <laughs> mm. I'm not complaining, though. This double-A lineup still gets me a chubbin. So coy, so bulged. Go Birds. Simo alum. Simo alum. Oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. Everybody has stories of missed opportunities, but this truly was the one that got away. A few decades ago, ESPN was hiring, and I was in charge of the interviews. We were looking to attract the biggest name in St. Louis AM radio, and one man stood out as a titan in the industry. The only thing bigger than his Rolodex was his lack of self-awareness. When the interview began, I was blown at his honesty. When I asked him how he would would produce a show for ESPN, he said the magic words that every employer longs to hear. I don't know. Every question I asked, he replied with eloquent phrases like, I'm not sure. I, I am, was, I'm just reading here. Oh, I am so out of touch because I haven't even read the newspaper in weeks. Each question I fired at him was met with, even more awe-inspiring answer of, I'm unemployed right now, so I've kind of just been lying around, or look, that's not my job. Usually my 23-year-old boss handles that task. I could tell his hands had tossed a lot of Caesar salad, and surely his experience as a waiter in a third-world country would help him be a great producer at the worldwide leader in sports. Naturally, I offered him a job on the spot, but it was a long shot to land a big-timer like that. 
to think that he would go to such heights as making Mickey Mantle cry, producing his own Facebook cooking show, and attending pro sporting events as credentialed media member with the sole intention of receiving free promotional giveaways makes me proud to have even met the man. I often think of his platinum blonde ponytail and those tiny little glasses and how smart he was to turn out a job at one of the biggest media outlets in the world. I'm just proud I got to shake Iggy's hand for a brief moment. I hope he thinks of me sometimes. Thanks. It's from Len Weiner. Weiner. Len Weiner. He's new. It's sure spelled like Weiner. My 23-year-old boss was, I think, one year old when I went up for that interview. What year did you go through the interview? Uh, like 2001, maybe. Yeah, I've been two or three. I always enjoy with the broke-ass members of the shows, one of whom is open to selling a testicle to pay off his student loan debt, and the other who hawks cardinal bobbleheads on STO Marketplace, try to solve the debt problems of media corporations and their creditors with advice like, they're $8 billion in debt. Can't they just give up already? I'm not sure what's funnier. Doug's thought of someone could pass the bar by just copying the dots on the guy next to him, or Iggy showing mm-hmm. up to his ESPN job interview completely unprepared to talk sports. Yeah, I gotta be honest, I haven't picked up a paper and don't know what's going on in sports. So I just steer the conversation how I used to cruise high school dances after I graduated, or how I could do it all over again, I'd be a crooked cop. <laughs> Remember the guy who lured the men to his house to the glory hole from Health Play, which inspired Doug's I Guess I'm Gay Now drop? It was actually a Chesterfield cop who was also busted for secretly recording men in the gas station restroom. It's like he was so crooked you couldn't fit the story in a single headline. I wonder what the headline would be about Officer Iggy getting fired. Probably something like, Former Brettwood cop busted banging married woman in public park playground. Hmm. But then you read the article how he is soliciting bribes at the Galleria, which is, of course, Richmond Heights outside of his jurisdiction. There's no Z in New Balance. That's from Buck Swope. No. Buck Swope with a fine little email. And finally, an excerpt from Chapter 82. From Tony Lima's niece to my brother-in-law, I had them all. The dating scene can be tough for the older generation. After graduating high school, I never had an ounce of success with women going to stupid college bars or swiping on those fickle dating apps, so I had to get creative. Ah, yes, the hollowed halls of Brentwood High School. After graduating, Laura Patterson and Gail Volva were always too busy going out to bars and hanging out with people who, were, who weren't minors, so when I had the hankering to scope out a local dating scene, I just sort of take myself to my alma mater's dance for current students only. It was always a treat for the current students to see me open the double doors during spring fling, junior ring dance, homecoming, winter formal, and prom. Old 20-year-old Iggy here wouldn't take a moment to behold all the students taking notice of my momentous arrival adorned in the customary maritime detective costume of landlocked Missouri high school dances consisting of a a tacky pink blazer, white linen pants, and alligator skin loafers. Then I'd spend the next two hours striding in like a hot-on-the-trail gumshoe through the halls of my former high school, smiling at distracted teachers, nodding at confused students, and leaning back against the school's trophy case, scoping out the kids dancing with their appropriately aged dates. Mmm, like shooting fish in a barrel. No. And if it didn't work, sometimes I just go on the Facebook marketplace and look for girls selling their prom dresses, then I DM them if they'd make me the happiest man in the world and join me at a midsummer Z1077 Pitbull concert in the general attendance area. Thanks. That's from Ghost Riders to the Stars. For some damn reason, I think my dating app is broken. I never get any matches. Ghost Rider to the Stars. Oh, Ghost Rider to the Stars. I'm lighting bomb because Daddy got a poop. So I don't know how many more you You're got. You're doing what now? Or that, that's that, 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 that's it for the okay. uh, cool email today. What you got, Doug? Uh, I'm going to go with Buck Swope. I thought he had Buck a nice Swope. little email today. A nice little email. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Were you listening at yeah, all? Yeah, I was. I was I'm going go uh, to go with Len Weiner. Len Weiner. Um, man. I'm going to go with the JV golf coach. So, uh, or I, I guess even, didn't that, even have that, one. That was Len Weiner. It was Len Weiner. What am I oh, talking about? Nice. So, Dang, so, name it, Lucas. his nom de plume. Len Weiner gets the win for today's Design Air heating and cooling email today. That means he's going to go see uh, Air to reserve VIP tickets to see the movie Air. Tuesday, April 4th. So congratulations to him. Uh, we'll have the, tomorrow is the last day of March, so we'll have to figure out, we'll have the papal con- conclave for the Mulago oh, Tequila. Oh, sure, we got my vote already, but we'll of talk, the month. Yeah. yeah, we'll have a, right. a we'll private conclave. We'll discuss it all. We'll talk about it all. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully full staff. We did it, boys. Tim should be uh, back in studio tomorrow for both TMA and Balloon Party. BK and Ferrari will be handling uh, the 10 to 11 slot for us today. Uh, for opening day, as Tim is out today, but we'll be back at full strength tomorrow. All right, and we'll just we'll come back with the same gumption and grit that we had today. I Jordan Walker, three for four, home run, five RBIs, Cardinal winner. Oh, this town will be up for grabs if he does. If he does that, the town snatch grabs. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree more. I hope everyone enjoys their opening day. Stay safe. Stay safe out there, St. Louis, and enjoy some Cardinal baseball. For Ken Iggy Strode, for Douglas Elvin Vaughn, for Darren the Plowhawk Atkins, for Tim McKern, who is out today, I'm Action Jackson. This closes out the 9 o'clock hour here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After, broadcasting live from the Michelob Ultra Studios.